Welcome to the What Is Truth Podcast. I am your exquisite host, Mr. Wheezy. And today's show, we will be doing it here on Odyssey. Not on YouTube, because I am not exactly sure on how or what you can talk about over on YouTube. So we're just going to do the whole goddamn thing here on Odyssey. And it should be a good one. I did want to mention that... Uh, so early wanted to give a shout out to Brian Harvey if he's watching much love to you my man uh, he tunes in every now and then but I did catch his video early this week where he is done with YouTube and I don't blame him uh, YouTube is full of shit they pick and choose who they allow and control what you can or can't say they got thought crimes enforced so fuck youtube uh dude reach out to me and let's get you growing here on odyssey man here we can talk about whatever the hell we want and nothing is off limits so get a hold of me and we'll shit we could probably even do a stream where we grow your channel you know broadcast it and grow your channel you help me and we we've always helped each other so reach out to me and we'll get that shit going so much love to you my man bh uh all right so today's show well let's start out with some shout outs god damn it what's up everyone uh if you guys are having trouble just refresh the stream i had to do that uh what's up mm, who do we got here marion g of g's right there miss steph lewis she's now got her horns god damn it Ms. Lemons, hell yeah. Alias Grape, Little Jam Sandwich. Amy W. Freddie Lupercal. Alright, y'all. Thank you guys for joining me. It should be a should be a fun, delectable show. Uh I in no way, shape, or form consider myself a war in geo or I mean I'm sorry, an expert in geopolitics whatsoever i do pay attention to what i hear every now and then uh get tidbits so i'm not completely in the dark but i am in no way shape or form an expert in this so i was kind of reluctant to cover it however i'm gonna play you some clips that will even if you're in the same boat that i'm in will maybe make things a little bit more clear maybe they'll confuse you but the problem is as I've stated, if you've been following me for a while, I am a huge skeptic when it comes to the mainstream news. They are caught lying over and over and over again. So much misinformation that it puts you into a predicament where you don't know what's truth and what's fact. And that that's one of the reasons why I stay away from a lot of it and I've been staying away from a lot of the shit. I do get a lot of uh, my news from 
alternative media sources. My go-to guy is James Corbett. You'll see why. I'm going to play a 10-minute clip in a little bit here. It is a clip from a podcast he did with uh, Derek Bros, my Native American brother, who uh, is behind the channel The Conscious Resistance here on Odyssey. He He's here on Odyssey. I put a link on the description, so check him out. And James Corbett also has an uh, Odyssey channel. It's the Corbett Report. Check it out. Uh, but he's always telling people to go to his website because that's the guaranteed place to find all his content. And I, just like I'm a huge fan of Jane, or Joe Rogan, and I listen to every single episode, I do the same thing with James Corbett. And uh, I'm also flattered that some of you guys do that with my content. So to you guys that do that with my content, much love to you guys. That is extremely flattering. Uh, but yeah, I follow those guys. Uh, James Corbett has been in the game for many years. He's a journalist. And if you know, the other day I just binged, listened to a shit ton of his older content, went through his back catalog and he was covering the swine flu. And he, back then in 2009, 2010, whenever the hell that was, he was talking about that this is going to pave way to what they want to do is biometric IDs. Fast forward a decade later, and he was right on the fucking money. And it's not because he's a psychic or any of that shit. It's because he follows this shit in depth, and he sees the patterns. So I'm going to play for you a... Uh, so Derek Bros re-uploaded his uh, conversation he had with James Corbett way back in 2014. So as I'm playing for you this clip, it's about 10 minutes long. The entire conversation is 27 minutes, half an hour. I'm not going to do that. We're going to play 10 minutes. And I actually sped it up so we can get through it a, a little quicker than 10 minutes. But it is fucking mind-blowing. The entire time you're listening to this conversation that was recorded back in 2014, keep that in the back of your mind. It was 2014. And everything they talked about then is completely applicable right now today as of this recording so let's start off with some official narrative shit the way we usually do you know what i'm saying uh let me find the i'm gonna play for you guys a clip this is from abc news and uh abc news dated 26 february 2022 this is a video clip so check it out Another night of bombardment and battles, not just here in the capital, but also across Ukraine. Russian forces now advancing in many parts of the country, but also being slowed by really strong Ukrainian defences. This morning, Russian troops moving deeper into the Ukrainian capital, the city, facing a potential siege. Despite claims civilians aren't being targeted, in this social media post, you can see an apartment block in the city struck this morning. It's unclear by whom. Incredibly, no one was killed. Tatiana and her family were inside the building. She says, my kid's room is now just a hole. If she'd been in there, she wouldn't have survived. Overnight, battles raging in parts of the city, but Ukrainian troops mounting a solid defense so far. Ukrainian President Zelensky this morning outside in central Kiev, vowing we will defend our country because our arms are our truth. Our truth is that it's our land and we will defend all of this. A senior Pentagon official telling ABC News the first two days have not gone as well as the Russians expected, but it's believed they are resupplied and poised to execute a coordinated assault on Kyiv 
at any time. Zelensky warning last night the coming hours would be tough, saying we cannot lose Kyiv. The military relaxing restrictions on who can join the army. Defence forces seen patrolling in civilian clothes wearing yellow armbands instead of uniforms. 18,000 weapons have been handed out to volunteers to help in the fight. Alexei Goncharenko is a prominent lawmaker here. But today, he's one more armed citizen. I don't want to fight. I'm not a soldier. I'm not a professional military man. But uh, I am not ready to capitulate. That's, that's the difference. Videos posted online show an armoured vehicle crushing a car on the edge of the capital. Miraculously, the stunned driver escaping alive. Northwest of Kyiv, this bridge reportedly destroyed to slow Russia's advance from the north. Russian soldiers now advancing on the roads. New satellite images showing Russian military deployments in southern Belarus, including ground transport helicopters just 20 miles from the border with Ukraine. And near the Black Sea coast, as thousands of troops arrived in a so-called amphibious assault, naval infantry coming ashore in the town of Melitopol. Gunshots ringing out on this train platform as hundreds attempt to board, desperate to escape Kyiv. And in Dnipro in the east, Lika Kuznetsova and her family are a day's drive from the nearest border. Her husband expects to be drafted, so she could be forced to leave him behind when the time comes. Today was the first time that my husband and I actually looked at a map. And... Alright, enough of that propaganda for right now. <laughs> I, I don't want to sound heartless. I'm sure there's going to be deaths. But it's just, and, and the, here's the thing, you're going to see propaganda from every fucking angle. And if you've been following me for a while, there's no fucking heroes, man. They may act like they hate each other. The Democrats, Republicans hate each other. Biden and Trump hate each other. But at the end of the fucking day, they're all in it. They're all puppets. Even Vladimir Putin, in my opinion, is a fucking put puppet. There's people pulling the fucking strings. And we'll get into that when we get our callers in. If you guys want to call in, uh, StreamYard link is in the description. I do have one person in. I even had another one said that they were interested. So uh, hit that StreamYard link and we'll open up, open up that window after this little segment here. But... You have to watch out for the propaganda. And it's not just the mainstream news feeding us this bullshit. Today on Twitter, I gazed it and I saw people in the quote-unquote alternative news posting complete fucking bullshit. And some some of these people that were posting it, um, I respect them. There was a few people that I follow that I highly respect. And they were retweeting shit as if it was fact. And then I investigated these claims and a lot of it was bullshit. So when you retweet or you're sharing misinformation, you're doing exactly what the mainstream news is doing. So make sure you fact check yourself. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not trying to put down anyone in particular. I saw this by several, several people doing it. I saw one video that was going around where the person on Twitter was claiming that this is what this is a video that the mainstream news is posting and the video looks so fake it was straight up from a fucking movie and it showed a body getting blown up it's actually kind of laughable and everyone was laughing at it. oh fucking mainstream is always full of shit obviously this is from a movie obviously and obviously it was from a movie but then i went to see i wanted to see what mainstream source had posted this and i couldn't find shit this is what I mean. You guys got to be careful. I saw another clip 
let me post let me before i go on to this let me show it to you so if you guys are listening to this on spotify check out the odyssey video so you guys can see what i'm talking about uh let's see here let me go to my twitter okay so this is another one that i saw right here all right this i saw this several people retweeting this shit and sharing it journalist bernie gores executed by kabul by taliban soldiers we are working with u.s officials to get several more journalists out of afghanistan at this time our thoughts are with bernie's family and they show this fucking dude all right bernie gores allegedly and then this one is from allegedly cnn ukraine which doesn't even fucking exist we're sad to announce that the first american casualty of the ukraine crisis has taken place thoughts and prayers with the family of activist bernie gores who passed away this morning after a mine planted by russian-backed separatists exploded so these pictures claim that an american journalist died twice once in afghanistan and once in cnn this definitely got my eye because obviously crisis actors exist that we see them all the time however in this case this is complete fucking bullshit i was looking for cnn ukraine posting this shit i was looking for information on this fucking clown and you know where it came from this pudgy looking motherfucker on your screen is a video game player who plays modern warfare 2 and rages all the time so a lot of people troll him and they fuck with him all the time and one of these trolls one of these people that fuck with him he's still alive he's still playing fucking video games he's still raging he's still drinking mountain dew he's still throwing his fucking remote controller across the fucking room he's still doing that but one of his fucking trolls thought it would be hilarious to make this memes and share it and it spread like fucking wildfire this is what i mean be fucking careful this is a prime example of people spreading bullshit and when you spread bullshit you're doing exactly what the mainstream does so just just take caution there's so much bullshit on both sides unfortunately not just on the mainstream but in our quote-unquote alternative media space if you will so just a, a little little reminder i'm not trying to reprimand anyone at all i'm just saying keep your eyes open for this shit all right so next i want to get to mr james corbett's uh podcast or i'm sorry this is from the conscious resistance they're on odyssey Derek bros is the native american brother right there on your left um and this was taken back in March 2014. He looks nothing like that today. <laughs> so if anyone wanted to question, oh yeah, they probably just did that. Um, they probably just uh, recorded this and uh, uploaded it. No, 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 no. This is authentic. Share the fuck out of this. I, if you follow me on Twitter and retweet it, I posted a link to this. This needs to be shared. This is actual information that should be shared and retweeted not that other fat fuck playing video games uh bernie gores or whatever the fuck this is the shit that should be shared and spread so spread this i put the link in the description uh share it 
and or if you follow me on Twitter, just retweet it, share it. This is the shit that needs to get out. So this is about a 10-minute song. I'm going to play it for you and uh, listen to it. Pay attention to it. Again, this was recorded in 2014. Appreciate you taking some time to talk to us tonight. I specifically wanted to catch up with you. You know, you've uh, covered a lot of important topics, but one that I want to get into tonight is looking at what's happening in uh, Ukraine. Well, this is such a, a big story right now, obviously, and I think it's important for all of us to be keeping an eye on what's happening in Ukraine specifically because there is the the sense that this is the build-up towards, at the very least, the fault lines for a possible World War III scenario. And I don't want to use uh, bandy that phrase around lightly. I mean, this is an extremely important topic for a lot of people, and we're starting to see the the outlines of at least what's being called this new Cold War in the mainstream media that they're talking about with the, the, the battle lines being drawn between the NATO allies and Russia taking place, obviously, on this Ukrainian fault line. So I think it's extremely important for us to really understand what's going on here. And I think the best way to get a handle on that is to take a look at what's happened since the installation of this coup-backed, uh, U.S.-backed coup product uh, gov uh, government, quote-unquote, that's been installed in Kiev since this began under um, Arseniy Yatsenyuk, better known as Yats, who, of course, was talked about in that uh, leaked phone conversation between Victoria Newland and the U.S. Uh, ambassador to Ukraine um, that came out a, a, a month or two ago in which they were talking about installing Yatsenyuk as the new prime minister. And lo and behold, here we are, and here he is as the new interim prime minister. And what was the very first thing that he did uh, upon taking office was to come out and say, don't worry, IMF, we are going to cooperate with you absolutely fully on all of your conditions for any type of financial aid that you provide to us. And um, given that the Ukraine is in such dire financial si uh, situation and is in debt to the tune of $35 billion um, that they need just to maintain, just to stave off the bank bankruptcy that's looming on the horizon for them, they are definitely in a position to be, um, not to put too fine a point on it, economically raped by the, the uh, economic system. And this is not something that will come as much of a shock, I think, to people who have been studying this issue. For example, the uh, the issues that have been raised by uh, the so-called economic hitman um, and John Perkins and others who have been exposing this, uh, this system and what it's been doing around the world for decades now. But I think most of us are familiar with this in the context of what's been happening in Latin America and in, in the African countries and countries on the periphery of the, uh, the, the global order, as it were. Um, countries that, that a lot of people only hear about on the news and, and then quickly forget about. But what's happening in Ukraine right now is starting to draw this back to, from the periphery towards the center of the global empire, um, towards Europe, and uh, of course we've seen the Eurozone collapse. And I think all of this can be seen as part puzzle pieces in this giant puzzle that is uh, showing us that we are on the brink of, of a, a, a civilization-level collapse. And, and I, again, I don't want to say that lightly. It, it has a lot of economic ramifications, but of course it goes back towards the construction of the global economic empire through the, uh, the IMF and the World Bank and these other global institutions that are being puppeteered by the central banks and uh, the central bank of central banks, the Bank of International S Settlements in uh, Basel, Switzerland. And uh, and again, the, the latest on this, of course, is the uh, the Ukrainian prime minister who is who just uh, last Thursday was uh, agreeing to a economic aid package from the IMF for um, somewhere between 14 and 18 billion dollars, which will come with um, all sorts of restrictions on the Ukrainian economy and ways that they are supposed to enact austerity in the name of putting this all, uh, putting the, the Ukrainian economy back in order. Now, of course, this has already been proven to be been a lie, um, given the austerity measures that were imposed in Greece that now everyone across the board admits was a complete and abject failure if the purpose was indeed to get the Greek economy back on board. But I think that we can understand that that wasn't really the ultimate objective. The objective is to, to take the Greek economy or the Ukrainian economy or whatever happens to be in the crosshairs this week and to uh, to subjugate that to the system, to put it into debt enslavement to this banking matrix. So I think that's the that's the outline of what we're facing here in Ukraine. And uh, and it's, it's part and parcel of a larger system 
system that's taking into place uh, that's being put into place right now. Sorry, but it does involve uh, these two main players on the geopolitical chessboard right now: the the U.S. Uh, NATO allies and then Russia with its uh, resistance bloc allies. And in that regard, I think this is an exceptionally important conflict that's taking place uh, that that might, in some ways, define the the arc of the conflict that's shaping up for the uh, the first half of the 21st century. Yeah, definitely. You know, James, you said a whole lot there that's really important. That I want to go. I want to work our way through, and, and it's all. Uh, I, I agree completely with your analysis of the situation um, as far as the IMF and the global banking system being the ones who are going to benefit from this entire process as the uh, Ukrainian people are are stolen from once again as governments around the world continue to do. Now, I wanted to get into, I have one particular question earlier that I wanted to get your, your thoughts on, uh, and you sort of touched on it there as far as uh, the NATO allies and, um, you know, the resistance to that. In the larger, the larger scheme of things, uh, the idea of a new world order, of a global government or a global state uh, existing and coming together. And we understand that there's covert actions and, and there's a lot of um, actions taking place behind the scenes that we often don't see and that we look for. You know, we see we see hints of these and we try to put the pieces together. Do you really, in your perception, do you really believe that uh, Russia is an enemy of the United States or the the enemy of the United States and their allies and the and the global uh, creation of of a, of a new order or and, and that they're after their own type of order or do you think that is also um, smoke and mirrors? I ultimately, I think that the, the situation is both more complicated and nuanced than a lot of people, even in the alternative media, are putting it, and in some ways, a lot simpler than is the mainstream narrative. And that's that's kind of contradictory. But I think that comes from this idea that uh, that basically we as human beings are easily led into either or, black or white, um, one or zero type dichotomies. And there's a lot of nuance that gets lost along the way. So that when we talk about this this overarching uh, uh, narrative, this thrust of this the, the the global system towards this globalist one world order. I think that it's easy to to understand that in terms that there is simply one uh, one team that's all working on the same page and all working towards the, the, the this same goal in the same way. And I think that's ultimately that's too simplistic. I think even within people who would be seen to be part of that same that same ideology, even people who are in the same groups, the same Council on Foreign Relations or Bilderberg or etc., there are lots of different factions and rivalries and enemies within that uh, that ideology vying for control of of where this process is going and who ends up on top. So from within that system, I think it's 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 more complicated than than sometimes is portrayed in the alternative media that it's just one um, one kind of group that's working in concert. But having said that, that also means that on the other side of this, sometimes it's portrayed that there's this globalist group versus the uh, the Russians or the Chinese or whoever seems to be the the target of the moment. And in that in that type of framework, then it seems like well, then the the Russians or the Chinese they must be the good guys in this because they're resisting the the globalists. And again, I think that's too simplistic because um, although they are, I think, resisting what's happening militarily, for example, in Ukraine and, and uh, Syria and places like that. I think that the ideology that is driving the people in the positions of power of these resistance bloc countries is fundamentally not uh, completely different than the ideology that's driving the people on the other side of the coin. It's just a question of who has the, the upper hand at the moment. And of course, that that remains the the NATO um, ally gangsters and the banksters who are behind them. Um, and, and so I think that we have to look at what Putin is doing, for example, in the context of his dream, I think, of reinstituting some sort of... Uh, well, it's now going under the name of Eurasian Union, um, and it's being put uh, forward as a type of trade block between Russia and some of its former Soviet satellites. But I think really towards the creation and cementing of a a, a, a larger regional governmental type uh, uh, institution that will provide that type of counterbalance against NATO and, and what it's doing. So again, we see that dichotomy, the one or zero black or white nature being used to drive people into situations where in order to combat the globalist threat from, from NATO, you have to create another global entity. Uh, some sort of resistance block that will, again, form much of the same thing in the name of fighting that thing that which we that people are against. And 
we as spectators of this, as the average person who doesn't have any say in any of these globalist institutions, might be tempted to put our, our ideas, our, our, uh, our energy, our time, our effort, our, our unity into supporting one or other of these, these, these blocks, whether it's the, the NATO block, we can rally around the flag and rah-rah and, and cheer on the, the, the war profiteers. Or if we're savvier than that, we can say, well, that's wrong, so we must be on the other side. We must be on the side of Russia and China and, and these people. I'd like to propose that there is a third way that we can, um, in fact, skew this system completely and work as, yeah. as individual human beings who are against this overarching ideology of globalism altogether. But it's a lot harder to do that, and it's very easy for us to get grouped into tribalist kind of camps warring with each other rather than looking at the bigger picture. I'm, I'm All right. Well, there you go. The great James Corbett calling it, putting it on the fucking money way back in 2014. And he's not a prophet. He's not a psychic. He's none of that shit. He's just someone that studies the world events and is able to pick up on shit like that. So to me, he is hands down the fucking king of conspiracies. Uh, his analysis, he's an intellectual. This is someone that I have said that I would put him to debate any intellectual when it comes to conspiracies and he would mop the floor i have no no question no doubt that he would do that so there you have it uh james corbett breaking it down back in 2014 and that is just absolutely crazy how that talk translates today in 2022 with russia apparently making the move to towards invasion and ukraine ukraine they're led by a president who was a former comedian an actor <laughs> is he a fucking giant ass crisis actor himself who the hell knows i'm not saying that i'm just saying be careful with everything you hear and see a lot of fuckery we all know or most of us know about the white helmets in Syria and the amount of fuckery that they brought to us so be careful and that's all I can say we're gonna take our first call let me open up our stream yard yeah if you guys want to call in if you guys want to share your voices let me know and uh, just be careful that's all I can say I can't stress that enough all right let me get this sorted where you at chan <laughs> uh the link is in the description there so if you're listening it is right there and uh we will get it sorted yeah it's just crazy crazy shit crazy times that we are going through and i have no question that all this covid shit is all intertwined let's see uh, right um it's all intertwined and connected and i i've been wondering if all this is if we're going to see Project Bluebeam 
getting rolled out. I've been wanting to do a entire podcast on Project Bluebeam. All the people that are into aliens and certain shit. <laughs> you guys will probably have a better idea what Project Bluebeam. But essentially what Project Bluebeam is a program designed to stage an alien invasion using holograms. Now, I don't know how many of you guys remember, but it was a while ago, maybe 10 years ago, 15 years ago, they used holograms to put Tupac into the Coachella concert. And this was 15 years ago. And they made him sing and dance and all this shit. And then it turned out that <laughs> it was just a hologram. So can you imagine how much their holographic technology has improved in those years? And so Project Bluebeam talks about a fake alien invasion in order to tighten their grip. Government tighten their grip on us all. We already seen what it's done with COVID. We've already seen what happened to the Canadian truckers. Just more and more control to silence us and shut us up. All right, we got our first caller here. Yeah. What's going on, Hi. young lady? Hello. How art thou? I'm all right. I'm all good. Yeah. Uh, you got, <laughs> are, are you smoking on a big churro de mota? <laughs> not quite not quite but <laughs> maybe you never know yeah so <laughs> you you are a very knowledgeable person and what is what is your take on this whole mm. this whole Ukraine yeah i wouldn't deal? say i'm the most knowledgeable but um i would say that you know just i might be a little bit opinionated <laughs> um yeah i just think that it was inevitable um that kind of we've been two years um and 2025 is a big um year for the agenda as far as i see it um agenda 30 and the great reset um and their plans um so i think that we're kind of maybe a quarter of the way through or get approaching that point so to me i was always anticipating like that they would step up the game and maybe bring Russia in to do cyber attacks and other things, maybe. Um, yeah. Yeah, that sounds like that's going to be part of the the program. Cyber yeah. attacks. It, it's mm -hmm. like they always prep us, and mm -hmm. it's it's part of the predictive programming. You'll see it in movies. Exactly. You'll see it in Black Mirror. You see all this yeah. shit. So then when it does happen, yeah. people are like, oh, my God, it's really happening. Oh, shit, yeah. me timbers. And, and they it, also use the um, truth and movement, I think, as well as part of that predictive programming. So even though we're kind of telling the truth, we're sort of, um, in a way, meditating on this thing, telling people what's going to happen. So we're sort of repeating it, even though we've kind of got no choice yeah. morally to... Well, that's you know, why let that's, everyone knows. So it's just feeding off like our energy, all of our energy, um, and kind of spreading the fear and the 
um, polarization and anger and just the vibration where people stop thinking and they go into like the fight or the flight response um and when they get us into that stage it's really easy for someone to manipulate you if you're in that yeah state. yeah 100 it's um interesting times you know to mm. say the least and the you know that's why it kind of opened up with i don't know did you see that that freaking bernie gore's guy that um that people were retweeting and saying look cnn's got crisis actors and, and it was all bullshit mm. and people were mm. retweeting this and uh, yeah th this is why you know and again i'm not trying to demean anyone because at the end of the day we all want the truth we're not gonna mm. be spouting mm. off shit that's fake but just mm. do a little research you know when i see shit like that like that bernie gore's when i First saw I'm like, oh, hell yeah, that caught my attention. What the fuck is going yeah. on here? If this is yeah. true, this is fucking huge. And yeah. then I researched it and researched it, and it was all bullshit. Mm. And, uh, yeah, it's just, I thought that was just a a, a pretty damn good example of yeah, us being careful and not spreading misinformation ourselves. Mm. Because the mainstream well, does enough of that mm. as it is. Mm. And also, if they can kind of destabilize us so that, you know, we lose faith in what we think is right, even though it's, it's staring us in our faces that something's very wrong with the actual narrative of what they tell us, um, you know. But if they can make us doubt ourselves and all of those things, it all just, um, again, um, serves that purpose and if other people can say oh well you believe that and that's not true and this is you know egg on your face sort of thing it's like instead of saying you you believe one thing that wasn't true they'll just like cast out everything now because you believed in one thing that was found not to be true you know a lot of people um are a little bit ruthless when it comes to um like they get a bit fixed in their opinions and things and don't actually want to have their mind changed because they've already made up their mind that's where they feel comfortable they don't want to step out of that comfort zone so it's um yeah it's... yeah well no one ever i mean when you've been fooled it's hard for mm. a lot of people to accept mm. that they have been fooled yeah it, it's yeah. like a pride thing that happens oh yeah. well, i'm a lot smarter than that mm. uh, it could never happen to me uh, mm -hmm. it's hard to accept that you've been wrong yeah. and so i've had those bouts but mm -hmm. i've gotten to a point too where fuck if you've proven me wrong mm -hmm. i'll accept it hell yeah um but just mm -hmm. you know tell me where and how uh and it's fine but the problem is a lot of people they don't especially when you're in normie land mm -hmm. uh, that's why you still have to this fucking day people driving in their cars alone masked up and gloved um uh, you know they yeah they just they think they've been fooled enough and they can't accept that they're fucking wrong they're exactly. nothing's gonna happen to them if they take off their fucking mask mm -hmm. and gloves mm -hmm. if they're driving alone in their fucking car and yeah. yet they still ascribe to that shit yeah yeah it's it's really i don't know it's just i think a lot of people i i 
I honestly think a lot of people aren't meant to wake up, you know, almost. It's like they're not ready to, they're just, you know, I don't know. I just think that some people, um, like some people like me are dyslexic or other things, you know what I mean? I just think some people um, are able to be hypnotised more than others or born a little bit more conscious or free-willed or for whatever reason, um, they're just, yeah, you know, we are the way we are and they are the way they are. But um, it's difficult because you fall into like this polarisation thing where um, you're battling each other, you know, um, and um, really while we're fighting each other, we're not keeping our eyes on what what's actually occurring yeah that's all part of the divide and conquer mm -hmm. strategy in my opinion yeah. it's they use these stupid ass issues to have yeah. us completely divided and it yeah. could be anything and and people get so attached they they put their mm -hmm. emotions uh too hard this is why i say both sides are full of shit and yet yeah, i think so you still have people like mm -hmm. no fuck it I'm still attached to this fucking side or ideology. All right, whatever. And mm. I don't even know what like, to say. If someone tells me who the bad guy is, yeah, it's like I automatically think, like, you know, you can't, it, things aren't always that simple, you know, between like who's bad and who's good. I happen to think they're all in it together, you know, they've all been through that world economic school forum and been and a lot of the influential people like Trudeau have been um like the young leaders or something young junior leaders or something of the world economic forum selected for their roles um all in strategic positions um yeah it's it's um it's difficult to kind of i don't know not fall into the polarization thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I've told people in the past, I I was hardcore to one side. I was a hardcore lefty, liberal, whatever the hell you want to call mm -hmm. it. A lot of the shit that they talked about, and I, I want to emphasize talked about, mm -hmm. but they never fucking put into action, mm -hmm. uh, appealed to me as a youngster. You know what I'm saying? And me too. As I yeah. got older, I was like, oh, man, these motherfuckers just talk a lot yeah. of shit. But don't pull I through think with when it. When you're in minority as well, yeah, whether yeah. you're Mexican or black or Indian or whatever, you tend to get, I, I don't know, like maybe socialized in a way. Well, yeah. Like, well, when you hear the other side, when you hear the um, other side say, oh, fuck these people, you know, you're like, <laughs> all right, you don't want me, well, then I'm going to go over here where they talk nice to me. But at the end of yeah, the day, it's yeah. all fucking nice. There's yeah. no action behind those fucking words. There's no action, but it's a lot of it's passive aggressive, I find. Yeah. Um, and when you start to kind of get out of those boxes that they put you in, you know, so it's like they tell like they tell you the left says these are the bad guys they're all the racist they're these ones making your life bad and everything and actually what i've found is it's often not the case there's good and bad on both sides yeah but um you know that's the biggest like, thing that's is, why it... you've got to be careful it's yeah. what says 
Putin is all bad or this one's all bad or the left is all bad and uh, you know the right is all bad it's like yeah, it's, it, it's, it's just generalizations a, anytime you generalize you're fucking up because th that's the biggest thing and so uh -huh. people like to say no 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 I'm not generalizing yeah you are not everyone on the fucking left is evil not everyone on the fucking right uh -huh. is evil uh, yeah. And I honestly think I think most people are are somewhere in the middle. Yeah, and, I think and, most people are decent people as well. Actually, yeah, when yeah. it comes down the, to it, you know. The, well, it's the problem like, is it, the world's run by these fucking psychopaths. So yeah. I agree with you. The, the, most people are good natured. Most people, if they see someone on the road, they're gonna yeah. want to help. Uh, most people are like that. The fucking yeah. issue that I have is the people running the show, the people calling exactly. the shots are cold-blooded, mindless fucks that exactly. won't even blink about shooting a kid. You know what I'm saying? Like, they will feel nothing. And these are the people's calling the fucking shots. Yeah. I think that's the way they want to us to go you know it's like they want to um sell this meta universe and all, all of these these things and it's just kind of um in a way some people think oh that's moving us forward but it's almost designed to make us like move backwards into 2d as opposed to, you know <laughs> as opposed to 3d or 4d 5d or whatever you know they're actually kind of making us like less feeling and like I've noticed kids less able to hold conversations with adults because they're just on their gadgets and things. It's um Yeah, the metaverse. Yeah, yeah, there's just a lot of I don't know, I just feel like there's a lot they're sort of trying to make the world cold in the way that they are, you know. Um just kind of yeah, yeah. like a little bit soulless, like no joy. I think that's part of the plan. Yeah. That's why I I talked a little bit about uh, the Project Bluebeam yeah. shit. I think this is all connected to, at the end yeah. of the day, uh, fulfilling the great narrative, the great reset, all that bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. It's all coming together. They need a fucking world war. Um, and They've that way... Mm. Yeah, go ahead. They've got to join up. They've got to join up, um, basically. They've got to crash the american dollar right really quick now the problem is is you guys you've all got weapons and all sorts of things so they've got to come up with reasons to get you all to like rally together against a common threat which the catalyst for bringing down the dollar as well as the um as well as the covid was a catalyst um you know would be like the enemy the com common enemy so whether it's like um ufos or putin or whatever it's like they've got to do that um so that america is no longer this like superpower in the sense that it was and then we have to all join forces against russia china maybe iran or other you know, well, you know, states that will reveal themselves probably. I think there's a few that will come out that would work. Yeah, there's just so much shit going on, and, and mm. one of the one of the issues with you guys over there on the UK is that 
you guys rely on a lot of Russian energy, you know? Mm, that's and, true, yeah. And so for us... Donald Trump for, was warning about, wasn't he? He's warning us. Yeah, well, for, for, for America that Russia, whatever the fuck they do, doesn't really... Mm -hmm. Doesn't really mm. affect us too much, uh, mm. but over you guys over there across the pond uh, that eat tea and crumpets and speak very proper like <laughs> it affects you guys. Um, and so you want to watch Jeremy Kyle? <laughs> who the hell is that man? You guys are always saying shit. I don't even. I'm always like, what the fuck? Look it, look it up one day. Is he the Jerry Springer guy? Not is yeah he is yeah it's like oh, okay. it's not all tea and tea and biscuits and things. <laughs> well, I I heard the name, but I haven't I'm I haven't yet yeah. seen him. Um, mm. yeah, but you guys are. Let's see. Do you know anything about the the Nord Stream two? The um the not pipelines so from no, Russia. No, not so much. Other than that, um, Germany is pulled out of that which is going to probably impact on our gas supplies at some point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and a lot of people have been predicting for years, you know, like energy blackouts, um, you know, um, so that we might even just like have rationed energy. So like for so many hours a day and then switch it off. But then I try not to focus too much on that. Cause again, you're feeding into the fear, which is what they want. And it sort of feels like you're helping them manifest it. The more you <laughs> focus yeah. on that agenda. Well, if you guys run out of energy, uh, Roscoe's not going to be able to tune into Odyssey at all. Uh, <laughs> he struggles at as it is, but uh, mm. yeah, it's it's crazy because if reading some of the normie quote unquote the mainstream shit, the mm. whole pipeline seems to be somewhat of a big deal, and how yeah. that's gonna affect you know essentially Europe to to take a yeah. a harder stance, and that could mm. possibly I mean possibly be so, the tipping point to a World War Three. Because mm, they're already talking about um, our energy going up in April, like doubling in price, yeah. our electric and our gas and things. So it's like a bit, you know, it's it's not a good situation, not at all really, that we're in. Um, and I do think that Putin is holding quite a lot of cards there. But at the same time, you know... I, I can't get away from the fact that I just think that it's all um, orchestrated. Yeah. <laughs> One way or another, yeah, anyway, yeah. you know. Well, so that's... I, don't I, I don't believe he's the bad guy that that they say he is. And I've seen a lot of... I watched the news the last few days just to see, like, the way that they're pushing the story, you know, trying to read how they're, you know, spinning it. And I've just seen a lot of propaganda... You know about how Putin's ready to, how he's shocked about the resistance in the Ukraine and how he's going to surrender and all these things. You know, just um, which I don't really, you know, I don't really believe like their narrative. But um, the most logical for me is just to look at what's the bigger picture. 
<laughs> What's yeah. the bigger picture? Who benefits? Follow the money, you know. Follow the money and see the pattern. I mean, I think yeah, at the end of the day, it. I think at the end of the day, the the whole pattern, the yeah. whole end game is to mm -hmm. put a a stronger vice mm -hmm. on our freedoms. You guys on the Absolutely. UK over there, you guys have been struggling with freedom of speech. It's basically non-existent. Yeah. And especially if you go to Scotland. You go to Scotland, yeah. it's even worse over there. And the ironic thing is, I I was watching a, a fucking clip of uh, Mel Gibson and Braveheart. <laughs> He's like, mm. they can take this, but they'll never take away our freedoms. I'm no, like, God no. damn, they just took a, they took yeah. a shit ton of fucking freedoms, man. Yeah. Uh, old Wal what, what the hell is his name? Walter Wallace or whatever the fuck his name was? Mike William Wallace. William Wallace. Oh yeah, same fucking yeah. same shit. Something with Wallace. <laughs> but yeah, yeah he, he's talking about how they'll never take away our freedoms. Oh man, th that shit didn't age too well. It may have done good for a couple centuries, but fast forward to 2022, and uh, Mr. William Wallace would be rolling over in his grave, man. The way shit is in the, in the in Scotland and all this alleged freedom of speech. Fucking zero freedom, my ass. Then you guys have the whole fucking. Uh, malicious communications, all this fucking bullshit, and then you go yeah. to Canada, and in Canada, yeah. um, you you host a peaceful protest, and they freeze your bank accounts, so you're yeah. forced to comply. And then you go to Australia, and you have fucking curfews for yeah. something that hasn't killed, yeah, pretty much anyone that, over there. It's a fucking so joke. We have the nerve to like call everyone like at that protest and things like racist and he's like been caught with blackface like so many times and he's said he doesn't know how many times he's worn blackface yeah. you know? but he'll, <laughs> but he'll call I mean? everyone else a racist it's yeah just like it's just kind of it's like man games it's like um it's like yuri bezmanov said um the ex-kgb guy on subversion um where um they get to a way where, where they get to a point where it's almost like they change the goalposts so like the rules get more and more absurd absurd um and one minute you can do this next minute you can do that one minute you have to wear a mask next minute you don't one minute <laughs> so you know next minute you've got the guy telling you that you're racist but he's the one that thinks it's okay to have you know, wear black, wear black face, face and all that. Do you know what I mean? Well, and it's I, just kind of it demoralizes you, it breaks you down. It's just it's all psychological warfare, basically. That that's the whole thing. I think these whole mandates, all the mm. shit they've been rolling out, everything mm -hmm. they know the people up top giving these fucking directives mm. and shit, mm. including mm -hmm. Dr. Fucking Fauci, fucking yeah. scumbag motherfucker. They all yeah. know it's all theatrics. I mean, yeah. it was a crime. It was a thought crime to say mm. that this whole thing yeah. did not come out from a bat, but rather it came from a fucking lab. That was the thought crime. Now, the evidence suggests that it was most likely a lab leak. Now, yeah. there is the debate whether it was leaked on purpose or did it escape mm. and then it was covered up. Whatever the fucking case, even if you 
buy into mm-hmm. the bullshit explanation that maybe it escaped and, and then they covered it up. That's still giant labs. fucking news. Who funded the labs? <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and stuff. So it's, you know, it, it always comes back to follow the money. Who benefits? Yeah. Well, it, even with the Ukraine know. deal, you you had uh, Biden's son. Biden yeah. and his laptop. Yeah. You know, fucking snorting cocaine off of strippers as assholes. Uh, that's fine. I'm not hating on that. That's his thing. But when you're in that position, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When you were given that job based on your bloodline, then it is it is big fucking news. And it should be exposed. And what did the mainstream media do with that fucking, that whole scandal with Biden's son's laptop, yeah. Hunter Biden's laptop? They fucking yeah. buried it. They called it a conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. And then when it was found out that everything about the laptop was actually fucking true, did yeah. the mainstream go out and correct the record and, and put it on blast? Oh, we were wrong. We got it wrong. It is true. Hell mm-hmm. no. Hell no. And this is what I mean that the mainstream constantly gives us misinformation. They yeah. don't correct the record when they need to, or if they do mm. it, they do a half-assed job in doing it, but they're constantly mm. feeding us bullshit. And yeah. the Hunter Biden story is one of the perfect examples of that. Mm-hmm. And they don't, they don't, one thing they don't go into really is like the history of like the Ukraine or how it became a country or any of these things. They just kind of keep them just conveniently out of the picture you know so a lot of people unless some you know some of like the people that's maybe in their 60s 70s might know more but they're relying on people not knowing so they can kind of get away with presenting it more in one way um you know in a way that benefits them so it's yeah yeah it's 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 all dirty it's all corrupt and Mm. this is why we do what we do we try to wake people up to it um yeah we don't do it who the hell is gonna do it you can't rely on the mainstream of ever doing this shit Mm. and when i say that i'm not trying to shit on every fucking reporter i no no question the cia is involved operation mockingbird and Mm -hmm. the Mossad and all these fucking mi6 fucks yeah they're all involved embedded and feeding scripts to these motherfuckers to repeat. Yeah. And so when I say that, yeah. when I say the mainstream, I'm not saying every single fucking journalist is corrupt and dirty. But I do think a lot of them are doing their bidding and don't even realize it. And mm-hmm. one of the best reporters, in my opinion, uh, she's a mainstream uh, news person, uh, Kim Iverson. I've, I've showed some of her clips. Uh-huh. And she seems I'm gonna see I'm gonna try to get a hold of her and, and do a podcast with her. She's a mainstream reporter, but I think she doesn't buy into any of this shit. And it was refreshing. Did you watch uh Majid Nawaz on Joe oh, Rogan yeah. the other day? Yeah. He's good, he is good. Fuck. But there again, he's also got a very interesting past. Um, but that you know, having an interesting past doesn't mean that you can't you can't 
tell the truth sometimes as well. But um, yeah. What do you mean no, by that? Um, like interesting past. What do you mean? Elaborate on that. Yeah. Well, um, I think he joined um, either Al Qaeda. I think it was Al Qaeda at some point, um, and was radicalized. And I think he, he was captured, and um, I think he might have been, oh, held, yeah, held prisoner. And he says he was tortured. Um, I can't remember the details. It's all quite a while since um I heard him talking about it and it um but yeah so he's kind of yeah then he sort of became de-radicalized and had a complete change of perspective and I think he set up um a newspaper or a sort of independent news agency um but was also part of some UK program to um kind of catch possible budding terrorists in the net before they become terrorists or go off went off to Iraq or um Afghanistan or whatever. Um so yeah I think he's got quite a lot of insight. Um he's had um quite a bit a few dealings with MI6 I think. Um but yeah so he's yeah a, a very interesting character I would say he was a he was quite for the lockdowns and the whole COVID narrative um, for quite some time, and then it's only maybe about a month ago or so that I sort of became more aware that his opinions seem to be changing. And I noticed his radio shows becoming more and more um, against the narrative. And I was wondering, I kept thinking, oh, I'm surprised you're still on the radio. I'm surprised it's letting you get away with it, you know. Um, but, yeah, I'm glad that you went on Joe Rogan because... Um, I really, I really been... like that podcast yeah. because yeah, it he put a lot of, a lot of shit on blast. So mm -hmm. whether you agree with his other shit that he says or, or does... Yeah. It yeah. did put a lot of fucking shit on blast. And yeah. apparently they had, before it got released, they had recorded it about 10 days prior, 12 days. Yeah. And it's not it's not out of the ordinary for Joe Rogan mm. to record a show and then post it a few days later. Uh, mm. They edit it or whatever they need to do with it. But with that one, it seems like they were holding it for a while. And then Majid was actually on Twitter saying, what the fuck? Why is it my show up yet? <laughs> and he was kind of putting pressure on Joe. And yeah, I can see why Joe Joe's a little nervous. And, I wouldn't and, argue with the guys. Like <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm quite good at arguing, but I wouldn't. You know, I I really wouldn't like to get into a debate with him if I didn't know my yeah. Shit. No, my G, I mean, my if G I did know my shit. Well, the I thing too much. The thing is, Majid is friends with where. Let me rephrase that. Was I, I'm assuming was now was mm. great friends with Sam Harris. Sam okay. Harris is an intellectual. Uh, he made a name for himself as a uh, atheist, and mm. I was a fan of his because he had some killer arguments against theism. Yeah, and so I followed him for the longest time. I even, I still, I think I'm still subscribed to his podcast. But 
god damn he's bought into the whole covid shit uh hook mm-hmm. balls and sinker that's probably not the way to say that but who gives a fuck i'm drinking <laughs> um but Maj- he had done several shows sam harris had done several shows with majid nawaz and had been propping majid nawaz up like this is the motherfucker you got to listen to this is an intellectual an ex fucking terrorist laying it down for the candy brown all kinds of shit and now to hear majid like yeah fuck the vax fuck this this is what they're trying to do this is part of the great reset and he's telling people what the world economic forum is really about it's not some fucking good samaritan fucking program and and to see that i'm like god damn man that that episode Apart from the Dr. Malone and Dr. Peter McCullough shows, yeah. that episode is another important mm. Joe Rogan. If you, don't, if you don't watch the Joe Rogan podcast, if you don't listen to him, mm. listen to Joe Rogan, uh, Majid Nawaz, listen to that podcast. I, yeah. If you don't want to listen to any other shit, yeah. listen to that one. You but have to listen to quite, it. My, my issue with Majid is that it was quite a... It, just his complete U-turn at this point, at this point in time. It it just, I don't know. I, I like him in a lot of ways. I think he's always interesting to listen to. Um, and I think he tells a lot of truth. Um, but he was definitely on the narrative and dissing sort of conspiracy theorists. So I sort of... Yeah, I don't know. In that podcast with Rogan, does he sort of mention anything about his mind changing? Or you were supposed to keep talking because I'm taking a leak. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just wondering if you mentioned, I'm just kidding. If you mentioned anything. Um, well. Here's the thing about why he changed his mind, or if it's just that he feels able to speak now, and you know, it, it could be a number of things. You know, yeah. because I follow Doctor Brett Weinstein. If you're listening to this on Odyssey, and you think along the same lines as I do, mm. um, if you guys want a scientific approach, follow Doctor Brett Weinstein. Doctor Doctor mm-hmm. Brett Weinstein in I think around June of 2020 was mm-hmm. one of the first high profile figures to say that COVID was essentially bullshit and yeah. was created in a lab. He is mm-hmm. the one that put it in the mainstream because he said it on Joe Rogan's podcast. So again, yeah. uh, you yeah. can hate on Joe all you want. You can say whatever this, but it was because of that that mm-hmm. that amplified that message and so yeah. uh brett weinstein he's on youtube but i think he's saying fuck youtube which is what my boy bh should say fuck youtube come over to odyssey yeah. he, bring like lebron james said bring over your talents over to odyssey and uh dr brett weinstein has his live streams i just got a notification mm-hmm. he's doing one right now i i believe and mm-hmm. i usually listen to him um on mondays you know when i go back to work um that's when I start consuming podcasts. But yeah. Dr. Brett Weinstein is the brother of Eric Weinstein. And they are both fucking super smart motherfuckers, man. Uh, both mm-hmm. scientists. 
and uh dr Britt and his wife have this podcast called the dark horse podcast so if you guys only listen to podcasts on spotify or whatever your podcast player look for the dark horse podcast with dr brett weinstein they usually mm -hmm. do a segment and then they do a q a and even their q a's are fucking awesome man i i fucking love their content but dr brett weinstein has had majid nawaz but they were the same way though and, and this yeah. is why we can't penalize people like that because no for many no. years dr brett weinstein and even Majinawas, they they mm. were considered intellectuals that may have shit on conspiracy conspiratorial ways of thinking for the longest yeah. of times they may have but we can't yeah. punish them for that because no here's here's why yeah. i was one of these motherfuckers I used to shit on conspiracy theories. I used mm. to think they were all bullshit. Um, mm. I used to think it was crazy talk. And then I got red-pilled. And now, yeah. to have people at that caliber, like Dr. Brett Weinstein, like mm. Majid Nawaz, that fucking caliber getting red-pilled, that is fucking mm. awesome. And we, I, I, I don't think we should hold their past views against mm. them. Because people can change. Yeah. And if they're willing yeah. to change and reassess their positions, why should we hold that against them? That's my question. Yeah, you know what I'm spot, saying? Yeah, spot on with that. I think for me, I'm just always like, I'm, I'm just like, I think I, <laughs> I'm always like thinking about like why people do this and why this happens. And I'm always looking at You're, every you're angle just paranoid. Thing, so I'm just like, <laughs> you you've been cautious you know what i'm saying because you've seen what the you you you're a veteran to you've seen fuck fuckery going on you've seen yeah, fuckery afoot it's more like i just like to know how like people tick what motivates people like um you know when so did you get red pilled of, oh god if i told you you wouldn't believe me i'll believe you hell yeah tell me <laughs> No, so I will sound crazy if I told you. No, 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 no. <laughs> but um, I came, I came, I came to, you know, into this world pretty red pilled. So you um, were, so as soon as you was, were, you were, kind of, you came out of the canal, in, in essentially speaking. As soon as you came out of the canal, you were like, yeah, fucking nine eleven was an inside job. <laughs> pretty much. Damn. Pretty much, like, um, <laughs> no. I've always had. I've always, I don't know. I can't explain it. Um, but Since I you were a kid, like, like when I was about four, I had a really big, like, premonition of um, a pandemic. Um, and because I think it was my mum, I think she was reading a story to either me or me and my brother or something, it was, or a book, like an educational book even. And it was like for kids, but it was talking about like the Black Death. And I said, that's going to happen to us. And I could see like the images and I could see that um, this is my adoptive mother. And I could see that she was going to pass during the pandemic. And I got really upset and I was like, yeah, but you're going to die, you know, and she's like, so like, don't be silly, don't be silly. So for years, I had the date 2020, like, in my phone um, as, like, 2020 vision as a password, yeah, to unlock the phone because of the vision that I'd had. And I've had, like, many sort of upgrades and awakenings, I would say. Um, I'd say the big one happened... Oh, like 
in about 2008, I, um, I think when it all hit me just how dark the world really is because I sort of didn't want to believe the things that I'd kind of seen um, were going to happen that had happened already and stuff. And I think it all just kind of hit me all at once, really, you know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, that's, so, and, and that could be. Weird. I'm a, in the matrix, but not completely. I've never felt of it. Um, I when I was at school, when I was like four, one of my first memories is sitting in the classroom. My my parents are like, "Oh, you're looking forward to going to school?" I said, "No, <laughs> not looking forward to starting school at all. I didn't want to start school because I just thought, just felt there were bad places." Um, and I didn't want to go there. And I remember sitting on the carpet and the teacher reading us um, like something, and all the kids was laughing, but it caught on like like um, everyone was looking around, and they was all, all started laughing because it was the thing that everyone had to do because the other people were laughing, so they didn't want to stand out. And I just remember being really freaked out by it, like I was like, this place is really bad. I was like, why are they all copying each other? because they didn't find it funny and it's just because one person laughed and then the other person thought they had to do it and was, you know and I just sort of felt like it was programming but I didn't have the vocabulary to describe to describe it at that age but I've always been um rebellious of that um, feeling that I picked up on and what I noticed always been rebellious me. and smoking yeah. churros and mota but that's why <laughs> yeah. I think you may be a little skeptical when yeah. you hear people just you know switch over to quote unquote our side you know because I'm not I've only it's been red pilled since 2016 doing? since the 2016 yeah. election so what's that yeah. that's only six years you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. so I'm still I'm still a little green if you will cuz but at the same time as soon as I got red pilled I've been going balls to the wall on this shit um yeah wanting to learn more wanting mm -hmm. to understand more and it has yeah. helped me understand shit more but mm -hmm. that and this goes back you know when you see people like Majid or or uh Brett Weinstein yeah maybe it took them a while but you got to remember these motherfuckers are quote-unquote intellectuals in the mm. public eye in the public sphere for them to say what they're fucking saying right now mm -hmm. is gigantic mm -hmm. because they are being ostracized they are being uh but maybe, cast out but maybe it fits the narrative maybe it's convenient now for coronavirus to go away do you see what I mean so it's but, kind of like I'm not I'm not saying that's the reason why they're doing it but I'm saying it's a possibility and I'm not ruling out possibilities yeah. but either way but I think it's if all they're, connected if they're, I, the right thing, if they're saying like the truth or at least some of the truth because you know um then even if they're not of um genuine you know good but, but i think i think it's all connected and so to hear them talking about the mm. biometric ids the mm. the tighter vice that mm. governments around the fucking world are are laying down and you know one of the interesting things that when when you bring up covid especially to these fuckers that that mm. that take in the mainstream narrative 
is that yeah. how come COVID seems has from the very beginning up until even right now, yeah, it has been ba- essentially non-existent in, in the entire continent of it's Africa. Not killed anymore than the flu. But in, in the continent of Africa, it's like yeah. nothing's ever fucking happened. So to me, yeah. that's just more evidence that, that the whole thing is just a fucking yeah. lab experiment. And the the scary part is, I think this was kind of like a little dry run, and now mm. they're throwing in this potentially war yeah. th- uh, World War Three, maybe another mm-hmm. dry run, and then shit's gonna get catastrophic. Catastrophic. And this is what I mean by people, man. You guys got to get ready. Um, get your fucking raw rice. Uh, Absolutely. Get your get Absolutely. your fucking shit together. Because when shit That's hits it. the fucking fan, you are, we already saw yeah, the world over. Fun. We already saw what happened when fucking toilet paper uh, disappeared. Yeah, this time, make sure you got cash as well. Make sure you got cash because... If they like Hillary Clinton was talking about how we should unleash cyber attacks on Russia, um, and do cyber warfare with them, um, yeah, the online stuff, shit. You know, it's gonna hot up. Um, and even if this one, they just just turn it into a bit of a warning scuffle compared to what's to come. I thought about um, cashing the situation out. Situation isn't isn't put, going away. I thought about cashing out and just. Mm. Um, in investing it in shit that if something mm. really hit the fan or or not just cashing out so all my uh, all my silver. monies but investing it in shit that's I yeah think. so like uh surplus of foods um mm. fucking water tablet pur- yeah. purifiers the, little I, shit yeah, like that is what people don't think about yeah i was telling my dad you gotta get th- all these things and he's like is sort of is um is an intellectual so he's completely on a different wavelength to me when it comes to <laughs> things you know but i'm like look i'm right most times about what i say is gonna happen so and i can see him getting nervous now but yeah i made him go out and get like certain things you know so that he can still cook if there's no electricity and stuff have like pure water and you know plenty of candles all sorts of things you know you just gotta have that oh um, that shit and, and here's yeah. the thing like if people are listening to this i'm like oh that's yeah that, that's never gonna panic. happen you you have to this is the way i look at it and it's better to be over prepared mm-hmm. than for shit to hit the fan out of nowhere and you're you don't have shit on you you know what i'm saying so let's say everything does go back to normal Mm. let's say the great reset is was just bullshit talk you know they were just talking shit Mm. let's say it's as normal as possible and and now we're loaded up on a bunch of fucking Mm. rice on a bunch of fucking seeds to plant Mm. a bunch of fucking um tablets to filter water a bunch of crazy you know a bunch of the shit Fuck it. Yeah. Use it. Now you don't have to buy food for mm. a while. But at least you were prepared. Exactly. Rather than rather than shit hit the fucking fan. Yeah. And now you now you gotta fight another motherfucker for water. Now yeah. you gotta fight another motherfucker for this and yeah. that. Fuck that shit. Yeah. Be ready. You see where I live, we had um 
quite a lot of flooding in um, the winter of 2015, I think it was, just at the tail end of the year. And we were without power. My whole town was without power for like three days. And everyone was walking past my house and there was no candles, no bread, no nothing. You couldn't go in any shops or anything. And it's like everyone's walking past my house and I've got like my music blaring. They're going like, hey, how come she's got this? I've got candles and people got coming knocking on my door asking like, oh, have you got candles? Have you got candles? Have you got candles? And I'm like, oh, God, here you are. Here you are. And it made me think, you know what? I'm glad that it's not that I'm like um, a sort of panicky kind of person or anything, but you just got to think smart a little bit, you know, just just be smart. Um, about the possibilities and if you haven't got a lot of money or anything just do little things that you can do that will make your life that bit easier yeah so, so like rice or tins of sardines or whatever they're so cheap from yeah well sport. white rice if, if you're gonna get rice yeah if you're gonna get rice mm -hmm. make sure you get white rice mm -hmm. and and freeze it if you can um yeah. Frozen, frozen white rice will last, and I've read different fucking numbers, but will last you at least ten years. I've seen upwards mm. of twenty-five years, but it has to be white, uncooked yeah. raw rice. Um, but you've got to have a power generator for your freezer, possibly. You know. Yeah, yeah, but even then, <laughs> even then, it'll it should yeah. last a little while. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, if so, it's willing to last 10 fucking years frozen, yeah. it's probably going to last a couple pasta, years you know, unfrozen. Yeah, even pasta, you don't actually have to boil it. You can literally soak it in water, right? And you might have to soak it for an hour or two hours, but then it's all softer and okay to eat. You know what I mean? It's those no. little things as well that um, people are losing, like that kind of thing that gets passed down, you know? From yeah. generation to generation, it's, where you kind of just know little you, tricks. Have you been? Yourself. Have you been? Uh, fuck it, let's talk about it. Well, before we talk about it, okay, uh, let's get a little fun because it's getting a little depressing here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I showed you, but I got these alcoholic chocolates. Oh yeah, I got a Porto Tani Porto. Uh -huh. I've got, I've got a fucking Irish whiskey, chocolate, all right. Mm -hmm. And then I've got a fucking, I can't fucking read it, but some fucking red, red foil. And then I've got this one. <laughs> this one's a vodka. I wouldn't and even know. These are and this one's a cognac. <laughs> Which one? Yeah. Live chat. Which one should, which one should I eat in order? Fuck it, I'll just fucking chew them all. Uh, let's see what happens. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that was that was uh, Empress right there. That wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, I had to lighten up the moment. Yeah, I had these chocolates in my. So this is an update. I now have a little personal cooler by my little makeshift studio. Uh, so I don't have to get my kids and I don't have to have Uncle Terrence. And he just spills the most violent hate speech. 
I don't have to hear that fucking shit. I got my own little personal cooler. I got my own motherfucking brew. I got my own motherfucking alcoholic chocolates. Um, and I'm kind of buzzing, but I'm going to do another podcast with Corey Hughes later on, and it's going to be fucking fire, and all you motherfuckers are going to tune into it. What is the topic? Have you got an idea? There is no topic. The, it's basic, the, the podcast, so Corey Hughes made a new, uh, podcast Mm -hmm. where he invites a lot of fucking podcasters on and everyone just it's a free for all, so it's I like it's, that. it's like a Royal Rumble. And now I'm I'm kind of everyone was supposed to be drunk and high. Um, I'm gonna show up fucking drunk, so I'm gonna be sluttering my words. I don't give a fuck. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll see how that turns out. Don't if you guys haven't asleep. tuned in, if you guys want to see me, <laughs> <laughs> if you guys want to see I'm me drunk, watch <laughs> my watch my show that I did with Corey Hughes uh, on the Whoopi Goldberg. Um, mm. on the Whoopi Goldberg uh, conversation I was drunk as fuck and then I ended it with an epic ending one of the most epic and maybe this is just me tooting my own horn but one of the most epic endings you'll probably hear <laughs> besides but that's not well it has to bow down to the most epic ending was with uh, Camera Boy uh, when he yeah, got his that, phone snatched, that is the fucking most epic ending <laughs> to a podcast ever. And uh, and when I say ever, I mean, I mean, put put that ending, <laughs> compare it to anything you've ever fucking heard, any podcast you've ever heard in your entire life. I don't care how I don't care if this podcaster you listen to has ten million followers, fucking five million, a billion followers. Put that fucking camera, uh, Sean Atwood's cameraman, uh, podcast, that ending amongst anything you have ever fucking heard. And I challenge you, I'll fucking fight you for you to find a better fucking ending to that. <laughs> Would you disagree? I think that was, that was gold. That was pure gold. That was fucking and, epic um, in every sense of the word. I like the one with the um, plate smashing going on in the background. That was good as well. Which one? The plate smashing? The one with the... Oh, God. I can't remember who it was. I think it was someone that we'd seen on Sharon Gale's like, live chat. And then they came on to your chat um, and called in, I think, because they were like, Maybe annoying people in the live feed, but don't. I have no idea. I don't, don't remember. Maybe, maybe I was it. drunk. And then there was a guy on that that came on, and he was just getting a bit shirty. And then his wife was like, "Who are you talking to? You know, who is it?" <laughs> and then um, he was just getting like in trouble with his wife. And then we could hear like the sound of plates smashing and everything in the background. Yeah, we've definitely had had some epic moments. Yeah, yeah, epic fucking moments. I need to do another little video of just putting some epic moments that have happened on the show. But yeah, one hundred percent. Oh, too many to. And then when I fell asleep and I was snoring, my man BH had to take over. Uh, I missed all of that, you know, because like, oh, you missed it. I think I fell asleep maybe about half hour before oh, you God, I was like, Well, I had oh, to work no. all day. <laughs> I had to work all day, and then I fucking 
I, I'm hanging out with my man BH. We're streaming for several hours, and then I don't know. At what? At some point, you just hear me. <laughs> and then this this just goes to show Brian Harvey and what a badass human being, what a what an awesome, kind, loving soul he is. Because he could have easily said, "Oh yeah, fuck this, I'm out." Instead, he he kept the stream going. He kept talking. <laughs> And yeah. Eventually, I woke up and I spoke some fucking Aramaic or some shit, and then shut off the stream. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, goddamn, so many epic moments. But yeah, that fucking that ending with Corey Hughes on on understanding propaganda, the Whoopi Goldberg edition. That was a pretty epic ending because I went on some yeah. rant. I'm slurring my words. You can't even make out what the fuck I'm saying. Yeah, that was one of my favorite ones. Like I think some of the ones that you've done recently are definitely like some of your best. Some really, really good guests on and Oh yeah, the guests the guests have been and awesome. I've been the I've been live lucky. chat has been really nice. The live chat has been awesome tonight. Uh apparently something happened with some fucking live chatter. Uh yeah. who was it? Ulysses S. Grant or no Capri Sun or some shit. <laughs> I didn't even see what they fucking wrote, but I just saw You're that they got about banned. How um, certain people eat crayons? Crayons? Whatever, whatever that means. <laughs> what Why, the fuck? I don't know. Oh, I think Mark wanted to know like how how you cook them. Properly. How to cook crayons? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I missed that shit. I just looked up and then. The person had been blocked and deleted. I'm like, oh, okay. I really feed them my energy, you know what I mean? Yeah. No. I'm sure I'll get the screenshots later on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the day people just talk a lot of shit. Um, yeah. It's easy to talk a lot of shit. But very few people have the balls to call in and, and voice their fucking actual opinions. God damn. Um, Anything else, Miss Empress? You've been fucking awesome, so I'm not. I'm not trying to shoo you away. If you got something else, fucking let me be, or not let me be. Fucking let it be. Do you want to sing for us? Uh oh. Oh. <laughs> Did she leave us? Oh shit. Whoops. Maybe I scared her away. Hey, where are you at? Chan. Jackie Chan. A.K.A. Empress. Uh, yeah. Can you hear me? There we go. There we uh, go. I thought yeah. I thought you got offended and fucking like... Oh, no, no, no. I, was, I, could, hear, I could hear you. I'm like, damn, you want to make the epic clips by hanging up. I was up. talking to you. Where did you get up to? Uh, <laughs> did you say? Did know. you ask me? I asked um, you something, and then I just heard crickets. When I, when I said about I don't want to hurt people's ears and things, I don't want to. When you asked me if I wanted to sing, so oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I asked you to sing, and then you sure went you fucking quiet. Let's yeah. let, sing us a jam. Oh, come on! Um, you, I know, I know. You had a churro de mota. Let's fucking yeah. hear. Um, I'm Tear just trying to think what to sing. Really. Sing, sing um, some R. Kelly. Sing, sing some. Uh, keep it on the down low. Um. Oh yeah. Da, 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 da. 
I'm just trying to think. I've just gone like completely blank. That's what I'm saying. I'm, 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 um, I'm, I'm feeding you a layup. I know. I'm trying to think. Um, some some art. How, how about some Q Sweat? Um. Just trying to think. There's songs that I know that I do think, you know, like. I bet you know them all. Um, last night I prayed for better days. I want some love to come my way. It's like <laughs> a little God bit. God damn, that was a teaser. That was that was just that's that's a the epitome of putting the tip in. Mm. <laughs> 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 that was awesome, Tiny, That was amazing. Tiny little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. Masi, you know what? I, I God damn. I, I want you to give me a little What is Truth intro tune and then Masi can mix it up. Yeah. Bam. That'd be good. That'd be fun. Uh, new little intro beat. Mix it up. Yeah. I, I like mixing I up use, my intro I might, beats. I might add a bit of content from uh, um, Mocha if you don't mind. Easy, yeah. You what? I could include a little bit of um, uh, some of the jokes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jokes, what what about I Believe I Can Fly? <laughs> Let, let's hear some I Believe I Can Fly. R. Kelly, I Believe I Can Fly. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't like that, dude. <laughs> I, I don't like him either, but that song is beautiful. I can't be see, songs, you can, honestly. you can, see. I, I never liked him. Never, never, never. Not, mm. not even back in the days. Mm. I'm not gonna lie. I, I, I still, I still like his music because I can separate. <laughs> I can separate the man from the artwork. I can, but it's not. I don't know. I rather sing like I don't know anything, anything other than. Right. Um, no, I ain't gonna put you on the spot. No, you, you, gave us, <laughs> you gave us a little. You gave us a little tease. Hell yeah. 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 Hell yeah. I'd be a bit of Tracy Chapman. You what? <laughs> There's a bit. You could do um, something else, you know, like Tracy Chapman or different. There's different ones that I don't really, don't really know. But um, now you tore it up. Don't worry. Yeah, I'll probably think another time. Another time. You tore it up. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Ain't no thing but a chicken wing. God damn it! <laughs> nah, you you absolutely uh, killed it. Thank you. Do you do you want to leave us with anything? Do you have any links that you w would like people to follow, or are you good? Oh, um, not at the not at the moment. I've got a few things that um should be getting released later in the year. Well, there so you go. Let, when you release them, you, know. you come on here um, and we'll release them full blast. Yeah. So. Hell yeah. I'll definitely let you guys know. All right. Nice talking to you. And, Thank you very much. Uh, Thank you very much, young lady. I'm I'm sluttering my words. I need to slow down on my beard. But All wait, right. before you go, before you go, which uh, yeah. which chocolate should I have? Oh, I'm the... thinking the Irish whiskey or the cognac. I know. I was just I was gonna say the cognac. Oh I shit! All right. I do like the All Irish. Right. All of them. All of them. Just eat them all. Fuck it. All let's do one. it. Okay, you you you, you puff you puff the on all a... one challenge. You puff on a churro de mota, <laughs> and I'll fucking eat these fucking chocolates. Oh, fuck. Oh, God, that's fucking rough. Oof. Oh, damn. It's good, but fucking rough. <laughs>
So I just had the cognac. God damn. Okay. The first cut was the deepest. <laughs> like as soon as you bite into it, that shit is fucking rough. Uh, yeah. But now it's good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the cognac. If you guys can imagine a fucking chocolate with a soft middle. The soft middle was a fucking. I wouldn't say a full shot of cognac. Maybe, maybe more like a third of a shot of cognac. Liquid cognac, if you will. So you bite into this chocolatey crust, and then you get a third of a shot of cognac. Bam. Oh, shit. All right. So that was good. That was good. All right. Next one. Fuck it. This just turned into a talk show. We just talked about Ukraine. We talked about people getting chopped up. Now it's time to have some fun. Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? All right. This is 10-year-old Tawny Porto. Goddamn. All right, let's do this. Are you smoking a churro? <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, about God. one try. Ah, uh, smoking and, uh, churros at fucking and mortal. And the price of Mexican. Hell yeah. I know you Mexican. Fuck yeah. All right, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Oh, God. Oh, fuck. That shit hurt. <laughs> that fucker hit. It sounds a bit interesting. Like, oh god. Mm. Oh. God damn. <laughs> I'm ready to come. I mean, intellectually speaking. <laughs> Holy fuck, that shit hurt. Alright. This next one is Scotch. Oh fuck. Scotch whiskey. Who is the brand? Hold up. It looks like Japanese letters. Maybe it's English. I don't know. I'm drunk. All right. Let's fucking drink the scotch whiskey. All right. ASMR on that ass. All right. Unwrap this bitch. All right. I'm doing the sign of the cross, even though I'm an atheist. Because Mexicans, we always got to do the sign of the cross every time we're doing some dairy acts for whatever reason. All right. Here we go. Sign of the cross. Oh, God. It tastes like hospital juice. Oh, that was rough. Fuck you, Scotch whiskey. Goddamn. Oh, I'm saving the Irish whiskey for last because that might be the best one. Oh, goddamn. Watch me get fucked up over chocolate fucking shots. All right. Uh, it's impossible. Not with the chocolate. This, this one is vodka. And for anyone interested, I got this from Costco, so if you're in, in the U.S. of A, you guys know what Costco is. If you're across the pond, you probably have no fucking idea what Costco is. But if you're in the across the pond, essentially what Costco is, it's basically like a warehouse. Uh, what I call it? Yeah, warehouse? we have we have Costco. I think. Oh shit! Okay, so I then so. then you. I think so. Okay, so this is a Costco chocolate piece. And it's got an assortment. You know what? I think my parents got it for me for Christmas when they came over. And the fucking fridge had been at my son's bedroom for the longest time. It was unopened. So, yeah, he didn't fucking have any. So, don't fucking talk shit. Uh, But I was like, man, I need to take this little fucking mini fridge to my rooms. And 
lo and behold, these fucking chocolates were still there. And I think oh. my mom's bought them. And, mm. uh, all right, so let me have the vodka, the vodka yeah, piece right Yeah, I think Costco right over here might be Tesco, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Oh, God. Yeah, like... Actually. Oh, you, you don't have to hide your camera. You're not on the screen. Mm -hmm. on, the, on the stream so don't worry mm -hmm. you're freaking out over that i see you freaking out. i saw I your little that. i saw your thumbnail freaking out and shit <laughs> <laughs> i'm like you're not even on the stream so don't even worry about it <laughs> um oh the vodka wasn't bad at all that vodka was pretty good all right <clears throat> see i think tesco you're confusing well maybe i'm confusing it Walmart over here is the cheap. They yeah. get shit for cheap and they sell, sell yeah. it and blah, blah, blah. Costco is more high-end shit and they sell it in okay. bulk. And they sell it yeah. in bulk. So you can get a fuck ton of, of things. So yeah. when you go to Costco over Walmart, you're you're stepping up yeah. your game. I think some of them is like owned by the same people. No, 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 no. Like you're right. But because uh, over here is owned by Walmart. Yeah, Walmart. Walmart is owned by Sam's Club. Mm. And Sam's Club over here is a wannabe competitor to Costco, mm. but not necessarily. And uh, Sam's Club is bought out by is owned by Walmart. Mm -hmm. And so that's a good example of that shit. But Costco is yeah. its own fucking thing, yeah. their own deal, and they have. Yeah generally speaking higher end shit and so these chocolates were made by the kirkland brand which is a costco brand all right mm -hmm. i'm down to my last one irish whiskey here we go uh shout out to all the irish fucking listeners this is what you guys wanted best for last right here fuck you people from manchester <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm just teasing don't take it personal well, all right we'll here we go we'll get you back in uh I'm just playing. I'm um, just playing. I'm going to hang out. In, <laughs> I'm going to hang out in Manchester. Fuck yeah. Okay, here we go. Oh, God. Oh. God damn, it was nasty. <laughs> oh, hell no. Oh, damn. That was not the best for last. Fuck. No, that was the worst for last. Oh, fuck. It's burning my fucking tongue. Oh, all right. I'm at the part where the chocolate seeps in. God damn. No, no. Yeah, fuck that Irish whiskey. Oh, damn. Maybe, well, maybe that's the one that would have fucked me up. And I may be fucked up here in the next few seconds. But mm. yeah, I don't, I don't, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I like the vodka better. The vodka seemed to behoove me. It itched more. But yeah, there you go. I had all three, four, five. I had all five chocolates. And uh, I still got three rows of these bitches. So I'm still, I'm still good. And each row has uh, one, two, three, four, five. Has five segments. That probably doesn't make any sense because I'm drunk. But I don't care. You fucking play mind games and you win stupid prizes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> she went quiet on me again. 
<laughs> She's like, fuck this, I'm out. God damn. <laughs> yeah, that Irish whiskey was no fucking joke. DM me here on Twitter. Bitch, you DM me. <laughs> if you want to be on the show, man, uh, StreamYard link is there. Uh, where you at, Empress? Did you go smoke a churro de mota? <laughs> oh, goddamn. Yeah, that's not flour. That's just fucking the chocolate <laughs> kicking my ass. Oh, there you are. Uh, I don't know. It must have cut out. Yeah, no. I, was, I don't know how much you caught of what I said. <laughs> No, but, um, you... I was gonna. I was saying that I'm gonna go, but it's been really lovely like, chatting and yeah. No, that's been awesome. Yeah. No, we we covered a lot of shit. This is just bonus um, yeah. knucklehead material, but we covered right. a lot of interesting and serious shit. Thank you so much, Miss Empress. Thank you. Thank you, you. Keep yeah. kicking ass. Keep uh, smoking those churros and mota. Live chat, <laughs> give her some motherfucking Simpsons hands. All right. All right, Bye. my sisters. Bye bye. All right, y'all. That was the lovely Miss Empress, a very intelligent individual. This was a a fun show, a show of learning too. Very serious. We covered a lot of serious shit. Got drunk in the process. <laughs> I said process like you UK fucks. Um, but uh, covered in interesting shit nonetheless. And again, I can't stress enough. Just do your goddamn due diligence. If something sounds fantastic, do not run with it. Verify it. Double check, triple check it, all that jazz. And get to the bottom of it. And in the end, if it turns out to be disinformation or bullshit, call it out. Because we don't want to be like the fucking mainstream media. We want to be sources of good, actual information. Because if we start spreading this fake-ass bullshit, this misinformation... When normies see this, they're gonna, their feelings about us are only going to get confirmed. You know what I'm saying? They're going to be like, see what I mean? These stupid fucks didn't research this. And if they would have researched this Bernie Gore's fuck, they would have found out he was just a video game player uh, that rages on Modern Warfare 2. You know what I'm saying? And it just reaffirms their position to stay away from us. So we need to come out with actual fucking facts um thank you guys so much you guys have been kicking ass as usual uh please follow me on your favorite podcast player please follow me if you guys want the video versions on odyssey fuck my youtube channel although my youtube channel will be in the description but fuck youtube i can get taken out at it any moment's notice fuck that i'd rather grow the odyssey channel so follow me there uh, thank you guys so much. Much love. And uh, we're coming. Uh...